Welcome back to Vibing with Vicky. To our newcomers and the OGs, this is your wonderful host, Vicky. If you like this episode and want to listen to more content like this, please show your support by subscribing to Vibing with Vicky on your favorite podcasting platform and follow on Instagram and Twitter under at Vibing with Vicky. Welcome back to Vibing with Vicky, and here I am today with a special guest, someone who I got introduced to through the Instagram and online community. This is Angela Talamantes, and she is the creator and founder of Ankara, and she's here to tell us a little bit more about her small business and how she came about it throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, and I'm so excited to share what she has to say today, so take the stage. Hey Vicky, it's so nice to, to do this, this is my first podcast ever, so really excited. I'm excited to have you here too and thank you so much for joining in on the conversation. One question I wanted to ask you was how did you come up with Ankata? Tell me a little bit about what it is and how you came about it. So Ankata is my polymer clay earring shop. It started because I do run another small business, Sustainable, and I was making small batch clay earrings. But with that other business, it just became a little bit overwhelming. So I decided to just create Ankata, which is where I exclusively make my polymer clay earrings now. That's awesome. And if you haven't checked out her collection, it is available, is it at Shop Ankata? Yeah, it's Shop Ankata. Okay, so there you can see all the different types of collections she brings out every month. She's always bringing out different collections, bringing back favorites like Beetlejuice and yeah. <laughs> all these different designs. And coming up with like neutral designs that are like, like very extravagant ones. It's, it basically serves any type of taste that whoever likes how you like your earrings, it's she makes them for you. And that's actually like how I wanted Encada to be. Like with the prelim, which is my other small business, it's more just very neutral and and I am a huge Beetlejuice fan. I love Tim Burton film. I'm very weird in that way. So Ankara was a place where I could just let my creativity spill out and just create on earrings without having really any kind of expectation. It was just to be creative and just to create a community for people who just love weird things. I like that approach to it. A business or like any, you know, anyone who wants to create something, it shouldn't just cater to one specific type of thing. Like it's, it's important to branch out and, and you know, that's how you're gonna, you know, expand because, you know, it's just going to serve one yeah. type of audience. But like if you bring about different designs and you're gonna, you know, be able to reach out to all different types of people. Yeah, and I do even feel like my neutral designs are still a bit weird, which I just wanted to still create that. Like I, um, my customer is a specific kind of person, but I just want to allow the flexibility for maybe wasn't open to you know the type of jewelry that I make because of the neutral colors they are. So I do just want to help people to expand their style in a sense while also feeling comfortable with fashion, yeah. you know, anything in that industry, it's important to feel comfortable. And I think that's primarily the most the most important quality that anything should have oh. is being able to feel comfortable in it. And when you can tap tap into that specific quality in any product that you make, I think that that's very important. Another question that I had for you, Creative Ankara, how did you come up with your name? It's very interesting. So it's funny because Ankara it's actually so an is the first two initials of my first name ka is the two initials of my middle name and ta 
are the two first initials of my last name. Oh, interesting. I didn't know yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, my cousin, I um, have a, a little cousin and she, well, she's not little, she's like 19. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but she loves to paint and she's extremely creative. She's extremely, I, I feel like that almost runs in our family. Um, we're just weird people, but, but as far as creativity goes, like she is just, she just has these really cool visions and she just creates this art that's so unique and so cool and she called it Ismoma mm -hmm. and I was like Ismoma like because her name is Isabella so I was like okay like is like I understood the is part but I was like Moma and she was like oh it's the first two initials of you know each part of my name oh and I was like wow like, that's so cool like she's actually the one that gave me the idea because it's almost using your name without using your name mm -hmm. so that, that was a really cool approach. It is, yeah. You wouldn't think that, you know, you'd be able to use part of your name. And I think, you know, that's really cool, like, especially having like a small business and like, having your part yeah. of ha having part of your name on it, but not exactly. That's still pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Tata, like just the name Tata was taken. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay, shop and Tata it is. I didn't know about that. So thank you for talking about that. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about COVID and, you know, how it was very chaotic and how you came about creating Ankata. So how did you become inspired to create Ankata? Like, why specifically during COVID-19? Honestly, like, this is really exclusive information. <laughs> like, I've really never talked about it, I guess, out loud before, maybe. But when COVID happened, I only had the prelim, which is my other small business. Mm -hmm. And when COVID first happened, we were doing amazing. We were doing really, really great. And then it started slowing down in maybe about September. And to be honest, I just got really freaked out. We didn't really get any kind of like small business assistance or anything like that. We were just trying to do what we could. It kind of started freaking out. And I, I've always really loved creating polymer plate earrings. And specifically in small batches though. Like I still hang on to that sustainable approach. Um, mm -hmm. But with Ankara, like, I just had that freedom to create whatever I wanted to create that didn't have to be a part of the prelim. So it was like this excitement, but also this opportunity I just created for myself to try to just have another avenue of income. You know, off the bat, Ankara just started doing really well and everyone was really responsive. And I, I feel like the earrings are just so unique which also made me feel incredible and just something that I was doing for myself and just for women and or just mm -hmm. people in general like creating a little bit of happiness in the chaos that's really what inspired Ankata. That was put very wonderfully and your mission and all that is is very inspiring and kudos goes to all the small businesses that you know we're still running and still trying to find ways to to stay afloat during the pandemic I think that's that's very inspiring hearing your story about Ankara. I, I know it was very difficult for many small businesses. I know many of them had to close down or yeah, everyone had to like... Hard. That everyone was hit really hard. Yeah, definitely. And people were like scrambling for like grants or help um, from from the government if, if there was any. And I know not everyone could like, you know, go for that. So that everyone had to resort to like finding new ways to, you know, gain more income or, you know, creating something like Ankata after the prelim. That's motivating because, you know, it shows that you, you still wanted to, to move to move forward, yeah. not just stay stuck 
if, if something wasn't working, you know, trying new things and, and seeing if they work. And from what you're telling me, it, it did hit it off great from the start. And I, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I know Angie, she put this on her Instagram stories one time. She even got a share from, was it Michelle Pham? Yes. That she, <laughs> she shared on her story um, on Kata, and I thought that was <laughs> that was very cool. We were like, my, my 14-year-old self could never. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Like, I, it's so funny, like, I don't fangirl often, but when I do, it just, like, I can't help but laugh at myself. <laughs> like, I get so excited. But really cool about um, Michelle Fan is that works with the platform I sell on, which is Cash Drop. Mm-hmm. which is they're they're like an up and up and coming app that you can sell on so it's sort of like depop it's sort of like you could sell anything like restaurants can use this app Retailers, you make candles if you make earrings if you do photography like anyone you can sell service it, it can also work as a kind of like an only only fans in a way mm-hmm. it, you could basically can sell anything on this app and it's completely free so oh. yeah completely free you do use stripe which a lot of small businesses might be familiar with but stripe is usually just the card company so people are able to pay with their debit cards using the app stuff they do take a small percentage stripe but not cash drop it's really really cool and it's free so when i started Ankata, i was like i totally jumped on that and the team is so helpful which is actually like the team is actually the one who introduced Ankata to michelle fan that was really cool yeah, I didn't know about Cash Shop. I know about Depop, which I've used in the past. And, you know, from, from that experience, is like, that's that's how I know I can't run a small business because exactly. I tried to run. It's not you. It's not you. It's the app. <laughs> that's an interesting perspective. Sometimes it's not it's not you, but it's the app. And hearing yes. the success from Cash Shop, that, that does sound very compelling. Yes. So whoever wants to create a small business or is interested in doing so, you look into Cash Shop and you might you might find something you like. Yes. <laughs> Another question I had for you was, mm-hmm. you know, small businesses, it, it just has to do with like being your own boss, creating your own things. Um, how did you become interested in entrepreneurship? I think it just happened sort of casually. I was working for a cardiologist for about seven years. But during that time, I've always been a heavy thrifter and collector. And just over time, I just accumulated too much. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna like sell some stuff, which is kind of where I sort of played around with Depop, where I sort of played around with um, Poshmark. And (laughs) I really hated them. I I, I don't know why, like I just, (laughs) I, I feel like they sort of take advantage of the little guy, but you know, they're, they're great. They're great for, you know, working with what you have. But for me, I just, it just wasn't working for me. I created a website and so I just started selling like vintage items. It just started evolving on its own. I got to a place where I was like, you know what, like this just feels better and I loved I loved working at the doctor's office I loved the people that I worked with I loved my boss like it was a great great place to just work mm-hmm. but not to grow I see and I just actually like my grandma had gotten sick and I went part-time and thankfully my boss was okay with it it was a struggle and there were times and I think in workplaces in general I've worked at other places where I definitely didn't feel appreciated 
where I felt underpaid. You know, we go to college and we graduate and sometimes it doesn't even feel worth it. So mm -hmm. it, I just felt like I didn't want to live my life like that. I just felt like I would rather, and I still, and I always say this, I would rather struggle. I would rather, like I would rather just suffer, <laughs> but it's not like suffering. Like that sounds really harsh because yeah. it, it really is an awesome process and it's such a rewarding journey. But I just felt like I, my happiness couldn't compare to how I was happy before. The happiness mm -hmm. that I have now can't compare to how I was happy before. I was definitely more financially stable. You know, you have a secure income every month where now it's like, okay, you really, really have to work hard and like sometimes all day long, but it just yeah. doesn't feel like that. It feels like it, there's just so much, it's just so much more rewarding and you feel like you're just doing this for yourself. It's so hard for me to put into words. Like, I don't know if you can tell how much I'm stuttering. Like, it's it's more of just a feeling than mm -hmm. something that I can explain. But entrepreneurship, it's hard. And it sometimes it's even hard for me to consider myself an entrepreneur because I feel like I'm such a rookie still. Mm -hmm. And I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. And it's all just a, a game that you're just trying to figure out everything. Yeah. But now, like, nothing, nothing compares to it. Yeah, I mean, who who doesn't feel like they're do, they know what they're doing? Honestly, it's <laughs> so true. But I, I I could just like feel the emotion from like all the things you were saying, like like you know how people talk about when they're passionate about something. It's like you can you can feel that they're passionate about it, and <laughs> and that's from I get with that's what I get from you. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes it does. It's like I forgot to speak English. <laughs> No worries, we, we all stutter, especially if it's something super exciting. We like just tend to stutter and like, it's just so much emotion to put into words. Yeah. And I feel like what you were saying about your grandmother and I, I understand with how sometimes you have to go through some difficulties or obstacles mm -hmm. to, you know, put things into perspective and like really find out what you want to do, like to the point where you're like, okay, what am I putting into this life for? Like what really mm -hmm. fulfills me and stuff like that. Yeah. And I am glad to hear that you found a happiness that is different than the happiness you felt before. And like, you know, when you compare different levels of happiness, it's like, you know, you never think that would, that would be possible. Like you can just be happy, but like when you can be happier, that's, yeah. that's something great. There's actually, I don't mean to ramble off. There's actually this book that I read and it's called Untamed. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. <sighs> Have you read it? I haven't read it. I need to read that. <laughs> I would rec I recommend it to everyone, specifically because there's this part in the very beginning where she goes to the zoo with her daughter. Mm -hmm. And he's describing how this cheetah is trained like this Labrador. The Labrador and the cheetah, they're basically friends. And they both sort of perform the same way. Mm -hmm. The the author she felt bad for the cheetah because it was like, man, like she doesn't understand how powerful she is. She thinks she's a dog because mm -hmm. she's been trained to talk. You know, they do the tricks and it's over and then they just kind of see the cheetah like roam off. It's like gazing outside of the gate and it's just like walking back and forth and it's just looking outside the gate. Mm -hmm. And he's describing what this cheetah is probably thinking. And I don't know, I feel like there's something off in my life. I feel mm -hmm. like there's something more. But then she looks back and she sees the Labrador and she sees her trainer and she's like, you know, but I have a good life here and I should be grateful. I should be thankful. Yeah. But it's like her soul knows she's a cheetah, but mm -hmm. her life is telling her that she's a Labrador. 
And it's just that instinctual calling where you know, like, no, like this life is supposed to be different. There's supposed to be more. I should be happier. But your life isn't bad. So it's like, oh, well, you know, I mean, I'm grateful. You know, I have the house that I want or I have the car that I want, but you still feel like something's missing. And I feel like for me, my business, like entrepreneurship, that was it. That's a lot to take in, especially after hearing that story. You instinctually know that you're meant for something more or like you you want something more. You just desire it. And even though, of course, you're grateful for everything you have, like you were saying, like your job that you had previously. But then there's something more that's like just itching on the back of your head. It's like, OK, maybe I should do this because it's not going <laughs> to I'm not going to stop thinking about it until you like you actually yes. act upon it. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people experience this. Um, I know I did too. I mean, for me, for podcasting, it's like you do suffer in the sense where like you have to do a lot of editing and it's just, uh, I, I mean, I can't equivalent that to, to a small business, but no, like, no. honestly, no, everything, like everything, like any kind of time and work that you have to put into anything, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's all the same. Yeah. And like you were saying, I, I, I don't like to like say like the word suffer, but like we all like suffer or like go through hardships in our own way like if yeah. it's something we love like we you know we do it because it's something we like to do yeah yeah that was um yeah a wonderful piece I, now that i have to read that book now now that you mentioned that <laughs> and speaking about challenges this goes right into our next point what is the biggest challenge you experience as an entrepreneur i think the biggest challenge i experience as an entrepreneur is perfectionism I think perfectionism is just associated with so many aspects in business that can cripple you. Like the perfectionism to create a perfect product. Specifically when it comes to earrings, I will throw a pair away if it's not perfect. Not anymore because I'm like, okay, Angie, you really need to stop doing that. Like, <laughs> you need to chill out. Um, I don't do that anymore, but it, it definitely takes a lot of work. I think something that is really important in business is being self-aware. And when you're a perfectionist, you cannot be self-aware at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I, I had to work really hard towards my security and knowing who I am and what I have to offer and loving that where I knew like I'm giving people my love I'm giving people my hard work and my sweat and I, I put everything into each pair of earrings I can live with that I feel good when I go to bed I don't feel like I'm cheating anyone I don't feel like I'm just trying to make a quick dollar I do feel like Ancada goes beyond that the prelim goes beyond that I, yeah, I would just say perfectionism um, because it just holds you back from so much from just creating in general. Like mm -hmm. when you just feel like nothing you make is good enough. So I would just say definitely perfectionism. Totally agree. Especially as creatives, like anyone who creates things, whether it's like an artist or a digital producer, a small business owner, like whoever yeah. creates their own things. I feel like everyone deals with some sort of perfectionism and it does hold you back because you see someone else like doing their own thing. For me, at least in podcast podcasting a lot of people on their instagram it's like all like aesthetically perfect and like neutral yeah. colors and stuff and like that's how a lot of them are i don't have to be like that and i don't have to be as perfect as that like i can just be myself be all colorful and stuff and like that's still gonna be me i don't have to when you do things from yourself it's it's not as much as an effort as like trying to be something you're not and you know for you after becoming self-aware of like 
I shouldn't throw my stuff away. You know, I should keep them because at some point someone is gonna accept your authenticity and like the things you create because yeah. it, it comes from you. And I think kind of going along with like, like, oh, this isn't perfect or oh, this isn't aesthetically pleasing or oh, this, these earrings, like they're not symmetrical or whatever. <laughs> um, or the lint on it. Like that's, that's how serious my perfectionism gets. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, first of all, it's handmade. Yeah. And also like art, it just is. It doesn't, there are no boundaries to art. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I feel like imperfections make it great, you know? Exactly. Yeah, art, art just is. It doesn't really try, it doesn't really try to fit. It's however people interpret it as. So like, yeah. and especially when something is handmade or made from you, not mass produced, it's it's mm-hmm. going to have that unique quality to it. So it's not going to be perfect. And, and I feel like people understand that right off the bat. And someone who's going to support you and continue to support you is going to understand that, that this is made by actual human person, not by a robot. So right. it's <laughs> not going to be perfect. And you know, that's what makes it unique. Yeah. That's something I had to keep telling myself to overcome that in a way, and um, yeah. I'm glad that you're not <laughs> throwing as much. <laughs> it's like it's like for me, um, my my recording's not perfect, or like even right now, my my cat has been meowing so much. I don't know if you heard my cat. <laughs> it's like oh oh no, he's ruining my my audio. But I guess I'll I'll have him in my podcast. I feel like you have to post your cat now. I have two cats. <laughs> So oh. they're like children. They are, yes. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll post my cat one of these days. <laughs> Something to finish off this podcast would be, what is your advice or like a takeaway for someone who wants to start a small business? What would you tell them? I know it's so generic, but everyone's like, just start, just start. I feel like that's kind of what it is. Like if you want to start a small business, you can do tons of research. Well, basically that's really, you know, do tons of research uh, about websites, about uh, watching all these YouTubes, but nothing compares to just throwing yourself into it. It's almost like college. Like you do all this studying and then once you go out into the field, you're like, I don't know what the hell to do. And not to be afraid, like, and that's also where perfectionism comes in. Like there have been times that I, especially like early, early on, I've run sales and mm-hmm. no one bought anything. And you just have to realize that you don't know what you're doing and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. it's all, it's really fun to figure out to be honest. So I would just, I would just say, just start. You don't have like these crazy expectations. Like you're not gonna be like one of these high end brands when you start. It's all about learning and it's, you know, it's going to evolve and you're going to evolve in the process and it just gets better and better. I would just say to start and not to quit and to put in the time. A lot of work goes into it than people realize. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it, to be honest. I I feel like I don't work that hard, but Mm -hmm. I can work all day. It's so weird. Like, I always feel like I can work more or I want to work more, but... I feel like physically that's not possible. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's really rewarding, but I mean you you're really missing out if you're not starting. Yeah, that's very motivating. And I know some people might say, oh it's cliche, like everyone says that and whatever, but after hearing it for so long, it's like you just gotta start because you're not gonna get anywhere if, if you don't start. Or there's this other quote I heard one time, but in that situation too, not in like creating stuff but like in, in just a regular job where like they just throw you in with the sharks as they say. Yeah. And it's I like what you said, not not having um crazy expectations. I feel like we 
people who like are sort of like perfectionists and like overthinkers they they want everything to be perfect and like every like to have a manual for like how to do things and everything but sometimes like it, it is fun trying to figure out what you're supposed to do and like sometimes you find unique ways to do things or like different ways to to do something that someone else has done it completely differently and I think it's important to recognize that we do evolve you're not you're not gonna be the same person as when you start so it's, it's just important to start and see where the journey goes on from there yeah and actually Brancata just really quick I started playing with resin and incorporating resin in my designs and resin is something that I put off since I've started honestly like I've always been interested in resin but never thought about incorporating it Mm -hmm. Actually, no, like I always thought about incorporating it, but I never wanted to try because I thought, oh, you know, it's too complicated or, you know, I'm going to spend all this money and I'm not going to be able to do it right. Like you, there's, it's really precise and, and this mm -hmm. and that. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to try. And it's so easy. It's oh, so wow. easy. I can't <laughs> believe how I've been taking away from myself and the same way applies, you know, like what you're not allowing yourself to do, you're not learning anything from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those were some of my favorite pieces, actually, the ones with faces and the resin. I think those one of the most, like, the pieces I like the most. <laughs> well, thank you. I, and I'm, I'm making more, so just I'll, know. I'll take a look. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wants to follow Angie on her journey and on her small businesses, if you want to drop down your socials. Yeah, so Ankata is at Shop Ankata on Instagram and also at Chopankata on TikTok. I don't do many, many TikToks, but it's there. And my other small business is The Prelim, at The Prelim. That's my more sustainable. We're still figuring that out. We're like trying back since COVID and I've been so wrapped up in Ankata and my partner, he's also a photographer. So we've been mm -hmm. kind of just trying to survive really, but <laughs> that's gonna be making a comeback. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, who isn't trying to survive, especially last year and this year? But I'm glad we're all trying to stay afloat whatever way we're doing so. But thank you, thank you for being on this podcast. And it was so great to hear from you and your journey. Continue to be inspiring because you inspire me as well. So thank oh, you thank so you. much. <laughs> and thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm, I was honored to have you on this podcast and please follow, share your support on Angie's socials. And yeah, we, we hope to hear back from you on those platforms. So thank you so much. Yeah, have a wonderful day. listening to vibing with vicky remember to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms such as apple google or spotify vibing with vicky is not responsible for providing professional advice in this podcast those who wish to do so should seek professional advice the content included in vibing with vicky should not be used to make informed decisions and are merely suggestion information in vibing with vicky is obtained from third-party sources considered to be reliable and is not guaranteed to be accurate the opinions expressed in the vibing with vicky podcast are those of its respective contributors and sources and do not necessarily reflect those of vibing with vicky if you liked this podcast episode, please subscribe to this podcast and I hope to hear you back soon.